Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Creators podcast. I'm your host, Michael. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. Um, maybe a little introduction, just in case you are new. My name is Michael, and I am your host, and I am a full-time content creator that started with my... This journey basically started with my Instagram almost three years ago. Now, my co-host Chelsea is on vacation, so she won't be here with us today. However, we do have a special guest who is a lawyer who also creates tech-related content. Please welcome to the podcast, Liz of Liz Loves Tech. Hello, hello. Hi, Michael. Welcome back to the podcast. I know we tried this so many times. Well, actually, <laughs> not so many times, but we tried this before. It kind of didn't work. So this is our second attempt. So welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited too. I'm so happy that we finally found the time to, to do this. I think this is like Two weeks in the making, just try basically just trying to schedule this, this whole thing. So yeah, scheduling mm -hmm. is hard. I mean, we're both busy, and so and that's a th that's a reality of it, right? Like people yeah. think, oh, you should bring this person to the podcast. You should have this guest. You should create more things. I'm like, well, I do have a life. I do have two kids, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I do need sleep. So it is a tricky thing. It's a very tricky thing. So today I'm really happy that we found some time, even though it's towards the end of the day. Normally we record this podcast in the morning. Anyway, uh, Liz, can you share a little bit about yourself and what you, what you do actually? Yeah. So um, I am a content creator on Instagram and YouTube. I mostly do product photography right now, and I've been creating some YouTube videos with just random tech reviews, but also I'm sort of trying to branch out and do um, travel-related things. So I don't want to limit myself to just tech, but I started out with just tech uh, over on my Instagram at Liz Loves Tech. And yeah, for whatever reason, people like my photos. <laughs> and so, uh, you're you're you too know? modest. <laughs> Why got, wouldn't they like their, your photos? Well, you know, when I first started, you just like snap photos with your iPhone. And then all of a sudden yeah. I started, you know, using my actual like, super old well it's not super old but i had bought it forever ago my sony a6000 which i bought like literally five years ago and it just sat like collecting dust and so <laughs> when i started content creation i was like let me try this out but everything was just on auto and then mm -hmm. you know i actually listened to one of your episodes of coffee with creators talking about like the basics of photography with you know like shutter speed and aperture and um that's sort of, I just started practicing. And the more I practiced, the better I got, I guess. You got more comfortable and then you started to understand more of how the actual camera works. And then yeah. it's not so scary anymore. Yeah. Still learning though. Definitely yeah. still learning. There's so much to learn with photography. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm not an expert. Like I know online I'm the photographer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Michael, the photographer, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean I know every single thing about photography. It's just that I've practiced enough to be comfortable taking photos in a certain way. And I think a lot of us forget that, you know, you don't necessarily have to know everything, right? So, and, you know, don't beat yourself up too much if you are listening to this and thinking you're having this imposter syndrome. This is really <laughs> an interesting subject. Liz is laughing because just right before we recorded, we were actually talking about this imposter syndrome. But but we'll get into a little bit into that in, in a little bit. But for now, I want to focus more on Liz. I want to know 
Liz, you said that you, by your day job, essentially, is you are a lawyer. Yes. Um, I'm very, very curious. Very, very <laughs> curious. Because to me, personally, I think law and content creation seem like they are vastly different from each other. Mm-hmm. So did you find a lot of resistance internally diving into content creation? Or was it, you know, more like second nature to you? I think... You know, the term second nature kind of hits home because content creation for me started out just as, you know, sort of a side thing, as something that I was passionate about. I loved looking at Instagram and seeing, you know, different tech photos and desk setups. And so that's sort of how I got into the tech community. And it was all just from my passions. And um, I used to work for Best Buy for or four years and then I actually worked at Apple for a couple months but then um, so I've always loved tech like I've always been anytime people need they have anytime people have questions about tech they would always come to me like my real friends and so it's funny now because a lot of them they a lot of my like real friends I feel they follow me on my tech account and so Mm -hmm. they're like oh this is perfect for you like this is exactly who you are and so you know yeah I have like my day job as my career because that sort of pays the bills and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm passionate about it but I sort of grew up like knowing that I wanted to be a lawyer but I think that's because it was sort of ingrained in me by watching a lot of law and order (laughs) (laughs) I see yeah yeah so go ahead mm -hmm. oh no I was just gonna say uh so it seems like there wasn't so much of an internal struggle with you um trying out you know content creation so that's actually really refreshing to hear and my next question as actually was going to be how was how are your friends reacting to it or how mm-hmm. are the people in your life um reacting to this um this venture and it seems like it's very positive yeah is that correct it's, it's safe to assume it's very positive because like you said people are are are, are following so yeah. what would, i guess my other question and I, I was thinking about this before i had you on the podcast is that it, gee whiz it's just like so different you know what i mean i couldn't process it you know Mm -hmm. my background was i always drew as a kid i was i loved to draw loved to paint loved to just create things Mm -hmm. um, as far as i could remember and you know i grew up kind of lost that passion because i just wanted to try something new and then rediscovered that you know as when i turned into an adult and basically you know this turned into this but, you know, for me personally, it was a natural progression. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's a natural, um, uh, I guess, pathway for me to follow. But when I'm looking, when I'm listening to you, or when I'm reading your 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 bio, if there mm-hmm. is a bio, I'm just reading it. It's like yeah. Liz, law, and then content creation. It's just so, so different. So I couldn't even imagine what it mm-hmm. would feel like. But to... Um, for people who might be in the same situation or not, maybe not necessarily the same situation, but who could be in a different field, but want to try something, you know, mm-hmm. that's related to like uh, content creation for you, Liz, what's the biggest takeaway that you can share with them for, for people who might be in completely different fields? Mm-hmm. I think my biggest piece of advice would be to just if, if you're interested in it, if you're interested in content creation, just start doing it. Like, you're not going to lose anything if you start doing it. And you start out small. Like, you start out, everybody has a phone. Everyone takes a photo. Or everyone 
can film a video if they want to start a YouTube channel. And even if it's not something that really connects to your day job, you can still find the time, you know, like on the weekends or your days off to do it. And if it's something that's enjoyable, then that's something you can pursue. But if you try it and you're like, you know what, this is too much. I don't, I'm not interested in it. Then, you know, you just move on and you stay going with your day job. But for me, like I have fallen in love with content creation. And so now I'm like balancing the day job and, you know, the content creation, which has been a struggle because now that I've sort of become, I don't even want to say become more established, but kind of now that I've been being taken more seriously, it's like, how do I properly manage my time between the job that really, really brings in the money versus the job that I'm really passionate about and also sort of giving me a little bit of income, but mostly just like play money. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's just like a hobby, kind of like a hobby. Exactly. And everyone has hobbies. Like you can't, you can't think of content creation as something like you're jumping into as a job because you're not, you're not going to start off as it being a job. It, It has, it starts off as being something that you're probably passionate about and then you move forward and then it becomes a job. That's actually really, a really, really good point because I think, you know, myself included, I used to think that um, there's this pressure for me uh, when I started creating content and because I, you know, previously I was a graphic designer and that was paying the bills and, you know, there was really no reason for me to, to even think of going full-time content creation. So the only reason I actually did was because I lost all my clients during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Everyone you know, businesses were shutting down and there was no work for me. So I had to find a way, but then still, I never really thought about it as like, um, an actual career shift. Like I, I, to me, it was basically a hard shift, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was forced to do it. And maybe, maybe some people feel like they need to give up what they're doing right now to pursue this, but you are absolutely correct. You can actually treat it as a hobby, just Mm -hmm. treat it as a hobby. There's no pressure. And I think the only point that you have to, to try to make is to try to enjoy it and see if you do enjoy it. Yeah. Because if you do enjoy it, you'll be coming back. You'll keep coming back. And if not, then at least you know. And to let what Liz says, it's correct. You just have to start because otherwise you're never going to find out. Yeah, 100%. And I think what you said about, you know, it being a hobby first, like for if you treat it as a hobby, you're going to like it. It's going to be enjoyable. But if you treat it as oh my gosh, I need this to be my full-time job, you're going to stress yourself out and you're going to feel overwhelmed. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, what you were saying, like you were, not that you were forced into content creation, but like you needed to make a living. And so that, that in itself can become stressful too. A lot of people think like content creation or being a freelancer is super easy and it's great. There's all these benefits. And, but really like it can be really stressful. And yeah. so mm-hmm. you have to, and when you, when it becomes a hobby and then it sort of starts to trickle into becoming a real job, then that's when you sort of have to make the decision of how do you really balance this and where do you want to move forward? And it seems like on your, your end, it seems like it's slowly materializing into that. Like you're, it's getting more serious, not to say that you're going to give up your day job anytime yeah. soon, but it seems like it, it, there's promise there. So I'm going to ask you the hard question then. (laughs) If it does take off, Liz, and I don't see why it won't, are you going to just dive right in and say, all right, I'll do this? 
I would 100% do that. I would love to do this full time. Not that I don't, I mean, it's hard because I'm still such a new lawyer. So I just got barred in January of this year. And funny enough, that's the exact same time that I started my Instagram. So I've actually grown as a content creator and as a lawyer all at the same time. So I've dealt with all the struggles of both, you know, contemporaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's, it's hard to say like right now, since I'm sort of struggling in my job, my day job. I feel like, oh, I would love to just do content creation forever. Like, that would be awesome if it could if it could really pay the bills because it's Here's something I'm passionate about. Here's an interesting thought. And, you know, um, I just thought about this because when I when I think of like people that I follow, mm-hmm. the, the people that I love to follow the most, they're mostly people who are just sharing aspects of their life that is natural to them. For example, like um, this guy who is an engineer. And he started a YouTube channel talking about engineering stuff, you know, like John, I'm obviously not an engineer. If I say engineering stuff, <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, yeah, it's, 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 um, to me, all he's doing is just sharing what he knows. Right. Yeah. And he is a full-time content creator now. Mm-hmm. And I think, so to that point, um, since you started, you, you got barred, uh, have you gotten any questions from people who know that you're a lawyer? Like, how do I, how do I, follow the same path like how do i become a lawyer is, is, is that even the right question no that's <laughs> how right do i question. become a lawyer yeah okay. that's that's a question okay, are you okay. asking if people like my tech audience ask that or just people yeah. in general your tech audience oh okay no i haven't gotten that question okay. and i think that's okay. because i don't think so many people know that i'm a lawyer um i have this sort of I don't want to say I'm ashamed to be a lawyer, but I have like imposter syndrome because I don't feel like I'm a real lawyer yet. And then I don't know. I just Okay, well, this is a good segue to talk about that. <laughs> that I don't know. It's just like it's weird. I I think it's it's almost like I keep my lives, my lawyer life separate from my content creation life. And I don't know why. I just I think because a lot of people don't like lawyers. But here I am. Oh, you, you feel like lawyer. there's a, a negative. Like a, yeah, there's like mm-hmm. a sort of a stigma to it. Or like, I don't want people to think I'm like uptight or, you know, like I make too much money because I'm a lawyer. When like, I don't, definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. And I have a lot of student loans. So if you want to go to law school, make sure you go on like a full scholarship because <laughs> law school is not cheap. Thank, thank God for the pandemic in the sense that I, had, I don't have to start paying my loans yet until next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, I, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just um, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe instead of looking at it from that perspective where people might think or you're afraid that the, the term lawyer or that, that title represents you in a very, you know, maybe not such a good light, mm-hmm. maybe... You could approach it as this is my opportunity to break that stigma. Yeah. This is my the opportunity for me to show people that we're people too, you know? And yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that we have to wear suits all the time and, you know, point our fingers like this <laughs> <laughs> to people. And it's just but um my question, I guess, is is that would you be opposed to like if someone asked you, like, hey Liz, um, I want to follow the same path. I want to take law. What did you do? Because I find that there's a lot of creators out there whose content mainly revolves around decisions that they've made 
in their personal lives, right? So yeah. th- I think that's a pretty cool um, thing. But you know, I obviously I'm just asking you. I'm not saying you should do it, but I'm just asking you. What do you th- What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to answering that question. I feel like I definitely, I I know how I became a lawyer, and I know I, I'm like. I don't want to say I'm an expert, but I'm definitely knowledgeable and I'm always happy to share. So, yeah, I guess what, so I, 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 the question again, maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess what I what I was trying to get was yeah. that uh, you can actually create content around that. You yeah. Know, you don't necessarily okay. have to. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to um, um, like, I don't know, focus on law in general. Yes. as content but i mean you have your own niche i'm not saying you should switch or anything but it's just one of those things that popped into my head and i just had to ask it like are you avoiding you know creating content around that aspect that's why i had to ask if people were I, asking you i get it and also earlier if you remember if you recall i i, I was texting your dm and you know saying do you want me to call you a lawyer because <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure if you want that to be known but yeah it I, seems like i it, don't it, mind yeah and to your point, I guess the reason why I haven't like sort of created content surrounding my job as a lawyer, I think because I'm not super comfortable in my job as a lawyer yet. And I'm still trying to figure out like my career path and like what type of law I want to do. And and like I would love to intersect them like to, to you know, do intellectual property law to like help creators protect their rights or like their, you know, like their work product. That would be super awesome for me, but I have absolutely no experience or knowledge about it because just because you went to law school doesn't mean you know all parts Everything. of law. Yeah, yeah. But I know so, there are like a couple of content creators like who specifically are lawyers, but they talk about like protecting your rights as a content creator and like they give out I don't want to say they give out advice, but kind of. So yeah. That's actually pretty cool. I've never heard of um of uh, those type of channels. And mm-hmm. when you mentioned it, I'm like, ooh, I'm actually interested in that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's go back go. to uh, the 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 hot topic then, okay. um, which is imposter syndrome. Okay. And I know this this topic always comes up in the creative field, in the content creation field, mm-hmm. basically any field where you feel like you are front and center, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, you don't even have to be like visible anywhere. You, you can have imposter syndrome when you're in, you know with a group of friends or your peers and yeah. it's, but it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And earlier, if I may share it, like Liz was, was, um, was sharing with me. She was saying that she felt actually, you did mention it. You said that you felt uncomfortable mentioning that you were, or kind of like, uh, hovering over the topic that you are a lawyer because you felt like you don't know everything. Yeah. And, um, the best way that I could, maybe my attempts at like trying to make Liz feel better was to share my own story yesterday. And this <laughs> happened yesterday. It's kind of fresh. So uh, without trying to take up too much time, I'm going to, to, to give you the short, the short story. So basically I had a meeting yesterday with the wrong group of people. I thought I was meeting with someone else. Instead, I was meeting with a group of people that I was not expecting. And I had no idea who these people were. Um, it was, I was just lucky that I had my good camera on. I was wearing a shirt that wasn't my pajamas. <laughs> and, you know, the guy who was the owner of the company said, oh, look at you. You are prepared for this. You know, we, that's actually a really good sign because we're looking for people who, who look like they know what they're doing. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they said that, the imposter syndrome just kicked me in the butt because it's like, 
I don't know who this person is, but I'm right in front of the camera and he's asking me all these questions. And, you know, I just deduced basically that they were an agency and they were looking for someone to represent a company uh, who wanted to share like a certain product. And so they were looking for influencers essentially. And mm -hmm. they were asking me all these questions. But if there's anything that I've learned from Coffee with Creators is that everything just doesn't work. <laughs> so like I'm always unprepared, but um, I've learned to work through this, this uncomfortable situation. So what I did in that moment, like in my head, I'm panicking. In my head, everything is on fire. But what I did was I just put on my game face and I started like answering their questions very confidently and to the point where they were asking me for my, um, my media kit and like the rates, right? Like how much would it cost us to, you know, for, for us to work with you on this project, you know? And I was telling Liz earlier that I was so uncomfortable, but the only thing that kept ringing in my head is that don't give out, don't give out a number that will make you feel like you got taken advantage of. Because I was so, my brain was so racked at this point that I don't have a specific um, like I don't have a specific like a uh, package tailored for them mm -hmm. because usually that's how I present myself. If someone wants to work with me, I tailor my package to what they need. Right. And then I have a, a, a bullet list of uh, bulleted items of what they can expect of del deliverables. Right. So I was just spewing out numbers, but they were relatively higher than what, you know, th that high than, than what I normally would say, because, mm -hmm. you know, I was just trying to protect myself. And so the end, the meeting ended well actually it actually ended well but the imposter syndrome still kept like knocking on my door and they're like <laughs> hey you don't know what you're doing and especially for that number that we ended up with it was something that that's fairly new to me mm -hmm. and i started to ask myself am i worth it am i worth that amount and so i was so bothered by it that i had to reach out to a friend and call him and i'm, I'm like you are, you know, I, I need your perspective on this because I am just like kicking myself right now. I'm not really sure if I did the right thing. And luckily this person knows what I'm going through. And so he understands like the situation. And so he told me, he said that um, it's good that, you know, I did the right thing. Basically is what he's saying is because it's because I'm protecting myself, my brand and the company uh, knows what they, they already know what I am able to do. And so basically by giving out that number, that specific number, it was just confirmation for them. Like, okay, we can work with us. We would love to work with you. So that's all. And so he's like, don't worry too much about what, you know, if you're thinking that, that suddenly, I mean, I didn't promise them anything. I didn't promise them I'll be flying, you know what I mean? Or doing anything <laughs> ridiculous. So yeah. to, to what he was saying basically is that you're, you're still you, you yeah. know what I mean? And then I told this to Liz and she's like, she started like basically comforting me. <laughs> She's like, no, it's okay, Michael, you know, don't, you know, make sure that you're, you know, your value and stuff like that. And so imposter syndrome is a real thing is my point. So that short story became long, but it's all right. Um, Liz, it's true what? though. I mean, everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through imposter syndrome and you just have to remember like your time is valuable. Your work is valuable. And I think you posted something today about, um, like, do you give away your thoughts for free or something like yeah. that, right? Um, you posted mm -hmm. on your story and it got me yes. thinking, like, that's so true. I mean, that sort of connects to my job as a lawyer. Like, we don't just give away our advice for free, you know? 
Yeah. And same yeah. thing with content creators. Like you shouldn't just give out or like, you know, you shouldn't just give out your work for free. And so it's good that you're valuing yourself because let's face it, these brands, like they can pay you. They, they can, they have money. <laughs> like they just yeah. don't want to. And they like, I think influencer marketing is still so new to a lot of brands, but it's huge and it's continuing to grow and it's, it's becoming like the best place for advertisements. I mean, I can't imagine how much people make for like ads on TikToks, you know, because TikTok is really, really um, popular right now. And I'm bummed mm-hmm. that I'm like not on. T- I mean, I'm on TikTok, but not really. Like I just have yeah, a couple yeah. things on there. <laughs> but, you know, like there's these just funny people that get paid to do like stupid stuff. And it's know? the messaging. It's the messaging. Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily that. Here's the thing. This is why I'm so obsessed with branding yourself. Like. Just like, for example, Liz, when you started your tech channel, did you, okay, actually, let's talk about this one for a second. When you started your tech channel, your tech um, um, Instagram account, did you, mm-hmm. did you ever have an idea of like how you were going to position yourself or brand yourself? Or were you just like, I'm just going to start sharing? No, all I did was want to just take a photo of my phone and I hoped and prayed that I would just get like a free phone case. <laughs> and then now... I have way too many phone cases, Michael. <laughs> like, I just it's have way, I have way too many. And, you know, it's funny because that's really what I wanted. When I started this, this page, I was like, I want to, I want to get free product. Like, that's <laughs> so cool. Oh my God. And now I'm like, I don't take your stuff unless you pay me. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy because it's like a lot of people. And I think for a lot of people that it really does start like that you have to um, you have to build your portfolio and yes. you got to put in the work <laughs> yeah but. and also the fact that you just want something free you yeah. know what i mean but that's the problem though like would, would you is this, was this your experience as well like when i started somebody my first product endorsement i think if i remember correctly my first product endorsement was a cable for a charger <laughs> not even the charger just the cable <laughs> and i felt so like well, I really have to deliver this above. I have to go above and beyond because they gave me free cables. <laughs> like, it cost them like nothing to send it, it to you. Oh, cost them nothing. But that's to me, like that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. with the journey early on because you feel like your value is only tied into the product itself. So, mm-hmm. and this is a very important lesson that I've shared many times in the past. Mm-hmm. But the realization for me came when a big brand reached out to me and they said they wanted to share or they wanted to send me a product that was expensive and it's basically they're sending it to me for free and they kept reiterating that they're saying this is free remember it's expensive so it, they kept hammering it in my head that this is expensive so i should i should be so lucky to get mm-hmm. it right but the problem was I gave up the rights to all those photos that mm. I gave them. And they asked for like 30 photos or something. And I said, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, why did and you then, do that? Because I was <laughs> new and young and, well, not that young, but <laughs> younger. And I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, my problem was, again, the imposter syndrome, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't have any other value than I take nice pictures. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so when they started giving out my photos to mm-hmm. big accounts to share, basically accounts that had millions of yeah. followers, they were sharing my photos. And then those accounts were tagging it as a paid collaboration with XYZ. Mm-hmm. That meant 
they were getting paid to share that photo that I took. And Mm -hmm. the only payment that I got was that one product. Felt really sick to my sick to my stomach, and I had to message one of those accounts because actually one of them were not friends, but um, I I DM'd them a couple of times in the past, yeah. And they they're like, I said, how did you get this this photo? And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, they just sent this to me, and they said to share it with with my audience, and so he even was so kind enough to actually open up the conversation between me and the company, and they said, hey, Michael said that this photo belongs to him mm-hmm. and you know you're giving it to me so I can share it with other people and you're paying me and so the company is like well you know if you read the fine print um it says that you're you're giving us the full rights and obviously that was my mistake yeah but it's, it was a it's a hard lesson you know for me I'm like okay now I know that I sh- you know there's more value to it than just photos and you know sure enough as soon as I just realized that you'll be surprised actually you'll be surprised at how many people want to work with you if you yeah. know that yeah that's true. Was that your experience too? Like, did you feel like your value was kind of tied on to, to tied into that one thing or, or maybe Definitely. you're smarter than me? No, I, I do feel that same way. And I feel like if a brand is going to take your photo, put it on their website or put it on their Instagram, then they're going to sell a product, make some money from it. And yet I don't get any compensation. Like that's, that's messed up. Like, you know, it's messed up. Yeah, right. and and so this is why, like, sort of wh- where I would want to sort of intersect my law and content creation is, like, I want to protect creators. I want to learn how to protect creators from that kind of stuff. And it's hard. Like, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, yeah, I've, I charge some brands for for photos, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it really, they shouldn't have rights to all my, like, my photos for forever because then they can just use it for yes, whatever they it. want. And mm-hmm. it's like, but... At the time when you're like still new, you're like, yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll get paid like a couple hundred bucks for that photo. Like it didn't take me much. But then the, these brands are going to profit off of it for like they're going to profit probably thousands off of a photo. I mean, there's one brand in particular that they they only do product exchanges. And I've seen them like run ads on people's videos and photos and I, I like, know who well, this is i will like message the like because i know who whose photo they're using and i'm like i messaged them like hey like did they ask you for permission to run this ad like are you getting paid for it and they're like what i didn't know that they were like doing that yeah. and yeah. like the ads go not just on instagram but on facebook too and so on youtube facebook and it's like it's a full it's a fully produced commercial basically yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i know that one yeah i know I took advertising when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually majored in advertising. And during that time, the, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, advertising was so different. And I, this is always my argument. My argument is that when you have a, you would pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to put a, an ad on a billboard, which you are only hoping that your ideal customer, your ideal demographic is going to pass by, mm-hmm. going 65 miles an hour, reading a short message. And you're hoping that that will help them remember or maybe Mm -hmm. even prompt them to act and buy your product, right? That's a very short messaging. And here, especially in California, there's lots of laws when it comes to billboards. Like 
billboards can't be lit up at night and billboards and obviously the location like mm -hmm. if you are posting on a prime location then it's going to be more expensive and it's only temporary it's going to be like i can only afford a month right mm -hmm. that's not even paying the printer that's not even paying that the uh, the graphic designer the photographer the art director or whoever else everything else all the legal stuff and brands are now reaching out to influencers mm -hmm. so that they can and guess what right is this your experience as well liz they ask you for your analytics is, have, have you experienced mm -hmm. like someone reaching out to you and ask for your analytics and demographics first before yeah. they decide to yeah. see you who what who your audience is and like what yeah. your reach is mm -hmm. yeah so guess what all our audiences our specific audiences are very direct because yeah. people follow us follow our content for a specific reason yeah so that's direct demographic so that's way way better already than just than the, the freeway billboard. yeah yeah and then what they're gonna say you should be so lucky because we're giving you a free product that costs 500 bucks <laughs> it's like oh if, wow if that yeah, if that exactly. That's, if you're lucky and you're getting something good. <laughs> you know. Most but of I'm, the time it's not that much. Most of the time it's not. And you know, so what did what do you say usually when, when someone says it's a product exchange? What do you what do you tell them? I just say I um can only commit to paid collaborations at this time. Okay. Yeah. Or I'll say well, I guess if they if they explicitly tell me it's product exchange, I just say, All right, well, I can only do paid. Because yeah. if I don't, especially if I don't want the product, there are certain oh, yeah. brands where I want the product and I'm okay. And, and a lot of times the brands, these, these brands that I'm thinking of, they're not really asking for anything in return. So they're just, I mean, they're hoping that I'm going to go and like love their product and then go post about it, but they're not explicitly saying, Hey, I need you to post this. And so one, it feels like less pressure. And two, if it's good product, like. I don't mind sharing my honest thoughts about it because I actually wanted it to begin with. Like if yes. I wanted to spend my own money on it, then that's how I know it's a good product. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really, yeah, that's definitely a good, um, a good tactic that a lot of these brands are trying out. Yeah. I'm not saying, first of all, for anyone who's listening and who's new, I'm not saying say no mm -hmm. to all of them right away. If you are starting off, starting out, yes, you, you need to get on some of these under your belt first. You know, yeah. know the ins and outs of like collaborations. And that's actually collaboration now. The word collaboration is actually another word for work for us for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's another term. And yeah. that's the reality of it. But there are wonderful, wonderful brands out there. I can name a couple already just the top of my head who are more than super supportive with their, mm -hmm. with their creators. And to what Liz said, like their products are so good that you just cannot stop talking about them. Yeah. Just, you just love them. You would buy them yourself if, you know, if you had, you know, the choice. Actually, mm -hmm. you do have the choice, but you would buy them yourself. And now you're when they share it with you, you again, you have the choice to say yes or no. You don't right. always have to say yes if they share it with you and they say this is free. We're not giving you any pressure to share it on your social or anything like that. Um, if you don't like that product, don't say yes. Don't feel like you have to say yes. You can just mm -hmm. say decline them like respectfully. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you will eventually learn, but get those, get those, um, go, you know, I'll say it, I'll say it, Liz, get those free collaborations under your belt first, go ahead, yeah. go try them out. Just know that you might feel a little sick later. Yeah. What, and, well, yeah. And know your worth too. I mean, 
at, at some point, and it should be like quick. I feel like it's quick for most people. You realize this is your time. This is like your time is money. Your time is valuable. And you'd be surprised. Like brands are willing to pay, even if it's something small. I mean, and it'll show the brand that you you value your work and it'll make them take you a little bit more seriously too, I think. So, yeah. And, and also what's helpful is talking to other creators too. I mean, I have been in a lot of like different group chats or like messages and about, you know, how much or like, are you charging this brand or like, you know, so that, you know, one person's not being like sort of scammed, you know, and like getting taken advantage of. So, yeah. I mean, I, I it's think a, it's good to be transparent with uh, like when people ask me questions, I'm like, I'm an open book. Like, yeah, sure. Here, here's what I here's what I do. It's actually very useful. I mean, it's very helpful to do that. And that's what we've been trying to create in this space. Basically, a, a, a forum, if you will, mm-hmm. for creators to just kind of discuss you know, what was your experience and yeah. what did you learn from it? Because you said this earlier in the beginning of the podcast, like influencer marketing is very new. Oh my God, Liz, I cannot tell you how new it is. I've had meetings with a bunch of brands mm-hmm. and I promise you, none of them know what they're doing. <laughs> I promise you, none of them. And, you know, a lot of them have very good um, intentions, mm-hmm. uh, very, very good intentions, but they are also figuring it out as much as we are all doing this, because this is so new. This kind of came out out of the, you know, just like randomly. Be- yeah. Before the expensive advertising used to be, or one of the expensive advertising used to be testimonials. Basically, they hire celebrities yeah. to say good things about the products. But they realize that as, you know, society evolves and YouTube has grown into this massive thing, that when we buy products, we don't even read magazines anymore. We don't <laughs> listen to editors. Editors, we listen to regular people. Right. Right. And we, we are, go on YouTube. And we, we are, are the regular, regular people. people. Exactly. We're not Kim Kardashian. We're not. We. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll buy something if Kim Kardashian likes it, but I'm more likely to buy it if someone that I know and I can relate to has bought it. Yes. yes. So, so you're Smart. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Shoppers are smarter now, and I think brands are recognizing that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, dear creator, have the power. You have that responsibility. I would say that responsibility to make it, you know, um, just, you know, it's it's important. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's important for us as a community to give as much information and, you know, share experience because we're all figuring this out together. And if we can do that, we can set a standard, right? Because it does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of effort. And I'm sure, Liz, you've probably gotten this same comment before. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I always get comments like, oh, you got that for free. That's why you're saying that. Mm-hmm. And so my, to, to, you know, my argument would always be nothing is free. I yeah. mean, the only time this thing would, would be considered as free is if I were not to do anything with it. They yeah. just gave it to me and I can just sit on it and, or enjoy it. You know what I mean? And just use it without sharing it. Then mm-hmm. that's free. Yeah. But the fact that I have to create content and share my thoughts, put my name out there, risk my own personal branding for mm-hmm. this company, for this product, that's not free. That's actually a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To all your so. haters on YouTube. Because <laughs> yeah, I know you get you get a lot of trolls on your YouTube <laughs> telling you that. <laughs> but yeah, that's just because they're jealous of you. It's good. It's, it's also, <laughs> you know, people like to discredit people just because they feel uncomfortable. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I, the, honestly, the easiest way for me to process trolls is I imagine them to be my little nephews and nieces. I have a bunch. I have a bunch. Like whenever I, <laughs> whenever I, you know, walk in the house and they're they're everywhere. I get like I get sick all the time because they're like dirty little hands on my face. I've shared a couple of those in my stories before, mm-hmm. and you know they say the the nastiest things, and they they're, they're quick too. They're like they're very um, they're witty. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you're just like, you have to know how to, you know, how to kind of roll with the punches. And so whenever <laughs> someone's being mean, I just imagine them to be my eight-year-old nephew. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what would I tell my eight-year-old nephew? I'll probably tell them this. So it's just, just that's how we treat it. And then yeah. it makes me feel better because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they're also, they're also increasing my engagement. They're mm-hmm. also increasing my views. And so I actually have to thank them for that. Yeah. So, I mean, they That's obviously really watched topic. part of the video if they're going to yeah. talk smack yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, my favorites are the ones that, that, that assume a lot of things that basically clearly points out that they did not watch the entire video. Mm, They'll say, that too. yeah, I'm like, wait, wait, why would you say this? You, that means you never, you did not watch the video. Like you literally <laughs> just, you just skipped the whole like, thing. Because, like the yeah. answer was there? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It's hilarious. So um, going to YouTube, Liz, I know you just recently started uh, Mm -hmm. creating content on YouTube. How does that feel compared to your Instagram? It's a lot more work and it's hard. (laughs) YouTube is so hard. It's It's one thing. Yeah, it's one thing to pick up a camera, play with some settings and then edit it in Lightroom and like take a photo and edit it on Lightroom. It's another thing to plan a video and edit a video and like know how to film good b-roll like that's rough yeah. sorry are there dogs is that dogs here oh it's here it's sorry. okay <laughs> sorry i thought you could hear could you hear it can you i can hear, hear it yeah yeah i live in an apartment complex like so there's totally only fine. so much i can control sorry it's at least it's not, not chelsea's Chel- dogs yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say have you not heard chelsea's dog yeah chelsea. I have always said this, though. I've always said that I don't mind at all any of this stuff because I know I know we get into our, like, we, you know, it's our standards, right? We want to present ourselves in the best way. Yeah. But honestly, to me personally, I am completely fine if your baby walks in, if you have a kid or if, you know, your pet <laughs> walks in or whatever it is. Because just the last episode, was it the last episode? The two episodes ago, I had planes passing mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. I had, like, buses and, and garbage trucks every, and it's like, I'm a real person. I don't live in a mansion with my own, you know, huge estate. It's just, it's a little house here. So it's normal. (laughs) So it's completely Anyways, yeah, sorry. And, you know, I got the new headphones too. So I was like, why can I hear hear the dogs? I thought it was supposed to be noise canceling. I think the 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 mic was picking up and then it's like going through my headphones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I could hear them faintly though. So, but don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, YouTube. YouTube's a definitely a different beast, um, but it's it's fun. It's it's definitely fun, and it it really takes. I mean, I don't want to say it just takes one video to sort of take off, but like when one video gets traction, you're like, oh, cool. Like I did something right, you know. Like, yeah. Or people yeah. find this valuable, and I think that's the whole. Like that's how you become successful on YouTube is you have to do you have to put something out there that people are going to find relatable and valuable because no one's going to sit there and watch unless you're like really established like people you know who do a bunch of vlogs I feel like if you do vlogs you're watching it because you like that person and you only start to like that person after you've created sort of your 
I don't want to say your brand, but like the people know who you are and they know what to yeah. expect. Yeah. So exactly. like there, there are, you know, and you've said this before, like you want people to follow you because they like you and like, mm-hmm. and what you like, not just because you're the desk guy or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping to build that for myself too. And that people like me and what I'm interested in. So I don't want to like, they won't. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the plan. That's good though. I feel like you're already ahead of the curve, honestly, because you are aware of these things. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so hard. In the beginning, there was no one that I could turn to and just ask questions, like literally no one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm hoping that like this podcast and thank you for being here, by the way, Liz, to share your experiences, because these are the type of things that I needed to hear like Mm -hmm. a long time ago. You know what I mean? These are the things that I wanted to hear. So going back to YouTube though, you said that you've had some videos that performed rather well. Do you have a couple that were like, not so well? Like, how do you feel about those? (laughs) Well, you know, since I'm still so new, I just tell myself, you know, my first 50 videos are going to be bad. And as long as I get better each time, that's what really matters. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is sad to like, it's not sad. It's, I just know, hey, that's something that didn't work. That's not something that caught people's eye. And so I should do something different. So I just, I try to learn from the videos that don't do so well. It's actually, that's a very good point because um, I was listening to, do you know who the Chris Doe is? Or Chris Doe, I I don't know why I add the in the beginning, but his name is Chris Doe. He is, he basically runs the channel. Well, he doesn't run it, his team runs it, uh, The Future. Okay. So it's, um, you can search it on YouTube. It's the and F U T U R without the E at the end. And they share mm. a lot of like these really valuable, like, um, basically perspective experience for creators, creatives mm-hmm. in general. Very, very good. And I was just listening to his episode today and he was sharing, um, they were talking about, um, done is better than perfect something like that I, mm-hmm. I can't remember but you know what i'm saying right yeah. so so the example that he gave was that um in a book and i cannot remember the book but basically two um two groups of stu- students were asked by their professor to create um uh, i think it's like pottery or something like that and mm-hmm. they were going to be graded in uh, each group was going to be graded in different ways basically the group one needed to create as many as they could Mm-hmm. And they would weigh it. They have to. They have to um, hit a certain weight, and depending on that, if they hit that weight, then they get an A. Yeah. If it's below that weight, they get a B. Mm. So they have to make as many as they can, right? <laughs> the okay. other one, they only had to make one, but oh. this one had to be perfect, mm. absolutely perfect. If it's perfect, then they get an A. So sure enough, like the whole semester, uh, uh, you know, finishes, and they. They brought in their projects. So group A, who had to make the most, they mm-hmm. weighed it. And then group B, who had to make one, you know, showed their, pro- their, their, their final result. Surprisingly, the one with the best quality mm-hmm. was from group A. Yeah. The one that had to make a bunch of them. Wow. And the reason is because repetition. Mm-hmm. Throughout this process that they're making one after the other, they're learning. Yeah. They're learning from their mistakes. They're refining it and they're getting better. But the other one, they just had to sit there and theorize as to like, which is going to be the perfect one? Like, how are you going to make this perfect? But they only had one example because they only had to work on it once. Yeah. And so my point is, yes, some of the videos are going to suck. Some Mm -hmm. And actually, you know, even to me, like 
the, when I started my journey, I wanted to make a video every week just because I know they were going to suck. <laughs> and so my goal is to try to not suck each time as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. And repetition, repetition is going to help you. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know even how we got to this topic. <laughs> Sometimes I well, get lost. YouTube. Sorry. No, it oh, makes yeah, sense YouTube, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Repetition. Yeah, that that's the goal. But it's hard. Like to post a video each week, it's tough because creating a YouTube video takes a lot of time. It takes way longer than taking photos, in my opinion. And so, you know, when you're balancing a full-time job, you're like, yo, it's you, can only hard. you can only film on the weekends and then maybe edit in the evenings on weekdays. But, yeah, but you're right, that it. consistency is key. And I, I notice, you know, when I start to become a little bit more consistent, like maybe there's a month where I put out three or four videos, I start to gain some momentum but then when I take a break and I stop, it's like, well, now I'm not growing anymore because, you know, unless unless one of my videos is getting some traction through the YouTube algori algorithm. Right. But, yeah. And th know. those happen. Yeah. Those it happen. does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like one of my videos like for like pop sockets or whatever, which is relatable because people love pop sockets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's doing really well. It's like almost at 20,000 views, which is a lot for me because I only have like 400 subscribers. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> That's no, a lot. I, I need the thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need no, the thousand yeah. and I need the 4,000 watch hours. But surprisingly, I'm at like a little over 2,000 watch hours. So I'm you like, that? I'm mm -hmm. halfway there. And I'm like, you're halfway it, there. Yeah. It's, it's pushing me to want to create more, to do more, to then get to the sort of goal of the YouTube partner program, you know, mm -hmm. but oh, I'm so excited for you. Okay, it's, it's going to take feeling. a while. Yeah, it's going to take a while. No, it's not going to take a while. You just feel like it's going <sighs> to take a... It's not. It's going to be quicker than you think. Yeah. I'm Seriously. More, that's if I yeah. put in the work, though. That's a, that's the that's the key. I have to put yeah. in the work, so... You do have to put in the work, so... Well, I'm glad, though. I'm glad that your journey seems to be, like... I, you know, it, we're almost at the end of the year. Yeah. But consider this. Like, last year, you didn't have a YouTube channel. Last year, you didn't have an Instagram channel. But look at this, right? Yeah. What, what kind of... Um, venture like business venture even even like a small small time business venture if you, mm -hmm. you think about it that way can you can you grow in such a short amount of time right yeah what can you establish like that quickly and it's it's amazing what you can do if you just start right you just start and just keep at it and yeah. you'll be fine you'll be fine i promise you i actually saw your your last it, maybe it's not your last video but the one when you visited the uh the apple what was it again liz the, the apple tower theater Apple Tower Theater in LA. I didn't know yeah. that existed. How was that experience? It was cool. It was really fun. Um, it's just, it's really just a fancy Apple store that was built in an old historic movie theater in LA. So they basically just revamped it up and then they threw in an Apple store, which is cool. And I actually got to meet up with another fellow creator, which was really fun. I got to meet I saw Renz. that one. Yeah, I got to meet yeah. Renz in person. And it's actually really funny because the world is so small, especially like especially with Filipinos, I feel. Mm -hmm. But he is like BFFs with my first cousin. And so, <laughs> no way. yeah, like literally it was weird. Like we were probably at a, the same birthday party one time and, you know, like we didn't even know. How um, cool is that? <laughs> yeah, but it was cool to meet him and like to go t to go tour the Apple Tower Theater. It's really pretty. I mean, the inside it's it's very it's like an Apple, Apple. store. It's, it's just yeah. has the fancy like walls and stuff. So if you're in LA, you should check it out. But 
LA traffic sucks. So I know that's. I, I, I don't like yeah. recommending going to LA because I hate LA traffic. But I was in the area anyways, so that's why we met up. I see, I see, mm-hmm. and I understand you're also trying to get more into travel content that's that's yes. kind of related to tech. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm trying to get into more travel content, not necessarily tech. I mean, it could be. I think mm. the Apple Tower Theater was a perfect sort of segue because, or perfect like mix of it because it had a little bit of tech and it had a little bit of the travel vlog feel. But um, yeah, I I wanted to start doing like travel YouTube videos only because I went on vacation t- two months ago. And prior to vacation, I was looking up, you know, reviews for the hotel that I was going to be staying at and I couldn't find anything. And so I thought to myself, how cool would it be if, you know, I can film a pretty quick video or well, it wasn't quick. It actually took a long time to edit because, <laughs> you know, YouTube is hard, yeah, but YouTube you know, is if, hard. if I can share my experience and it'll help somebody else, why not do it? Like if I'm going to travel anyways, I might as well create a video about it. So that's like sort of my goal to like travel more. Obviously that's awesome, but you know, it's hard with COVID and with a real job. But, with a, with but see, that's job. the thing though. Like that's a, actually a, a question that a lot of people are asking, right? Like how is it to travel during COVID? Uh, post pandemic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you can say, I actually say post pandemic, but yeah. you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's so, it's scary. And yeah. so uh, content like that, I think is very relevant. Yeah. I 100% agree. And the reason why I I decided to do it was because my parents, they travel a lot. um, And they were like, you should start filming YouTube because, you know, people like for traveling, they they make they get a lot of views and blah, blah, blah. And you're already traveling. And I was like, "Okay, okay, (laughs) I'll make you know, you know how parents are. They're like, I I love how supportive your parents do this. No, they're great. And you know what's so funny is my parents, they just went on um, like a European cruise and my dad, he's so cute. He has like he has like a little DJI Osmo and mm-hmm. like he filmed like pretty much everything their entire trip. And they went to like a ton of different countries and he just posted his first little YouTube video of what it's like to get COVID tested in Italy because no one knows like like how to do it, you know, cuz it's also new like each country has a different like QR code to scan or like what to do and so he was like, I'm just going to put it in iMovie and like tell tell people how, how to cool do it. How cool is that? And, you have you the know, coolest dad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> I mean, it was a cute like little four minute video and I, he's, but that is I'm cool, hoping though. he's, he's going to do it more. He sees the value in it. He's it's To him, it's more than just creating something for the sake of creating it. it it's, it's he wants to help people. Yeah, He wants exactly. to help people understand or you know at least take a little bit of that anxiety away by knowing what to expect right so yeah that's so awesome i love that your parents are so awesome (laughs) i've never met them but (laughs) they sound super awesome i'm gonna tell them to listen and then they'll be excited (laughs) (laughs) that's so great all right liz well we've probably gotten to the um the end of the hour i think a little bit over i'm not really sure because we were chatting for a little bit right before this so i don't want to take up all of your time but I do appreciate you being on the show. And I would love, 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 love to have you back if you yes. are free. Yeah. I would love to be back once our schedules align again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we barely touch on the things that I think we, you know, there's so many things that we want to talk about, especially your journey. So I want to hear more of that the next time I have you on. Doors are always yeah. um, open. 
And um, before we go, though, I would love it if you could share with the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, of course. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Liz Loves Tech. And Liz is with two Zs because when I was in like seventh grade, I wanted to be different and add a second Z to my name. So there's no nothing special about the extra Z. <laughs> and then uh, on YouTube, uh, you can just search up. You can probably search up Liz Loves Tech or Liz Damano, and I'll be there. And you can watch all my fun videos. Here's a here's a quirky question. Can they ask you things related to your your day job? Of course, my, I'm okay. always an open book. I may She's not have book. the right answer, but I can definitely try. She <laughs> can guide you guys. She can, yeah, she I can, can guide help you to the right her place. experience. Yes, there yeah. you go. That's, and that's what most people just need, you know, a little yeah. bit of guidance. So that's exactly. awesome. Thank you so much, Liz, for being here uh, on today's show. Really, really appreciate it. Um, actually, just a couple of things that I wanted to mention. You know, as much as we love doing this, the Coffee and Creators podcast is not a self-sustaining show just yet meaning we are funding this show all on our own so we would very much love it if you could support the show by sharing it and rating us on whatever platform that you are able you know that you can um, reach out to us on instagram at coffee w creators for any feedback questions or if you would simply just want to say hi you can also do it through email at coffee with creators podcast at gmail.com and finally, lastly, <laughs> we are now uploading episodes on YouTube. So you can see me and Liz. We're waving at the camera right now. You can watch us on YouTube. Please do help us reach 100 subscribers because that, that way we can actually get a custom URL, which means it'll be easier for people to find us on YouTube. But for now, you can just type in Coffee with Creators Podcast on YouTube and you should be able to, you know, spot this goofy mug in one of the thumbnails <laughs> on behalf of my co-host Chelsea who we miss she's still on vacation we thank you for listening to the Coffee with Creators podcast and we hope to have you again next time bye 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 <laughs>